So make sure that when you choose audiology, it's something that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's something that you really like. Don't choose audiology because I influenced you to do yeah, audiology. Yeah. Welcome back to Becoming Dr. Andy. If you're a returning subscriber, thank you, thank you so much for watching one of my videos once again. And if you are new here, welcome. I hope you do stay and become a part of my journey as I become Dr. Andy. I would like to welcome you once again on another episode where I get to sit with a health sciences student or a health sciences professional where we get to talk about their career and their journey through healthcare. So on today's episode we have Utogotela Wendlebe, none other than Natasha Ndlobu. She's here to tell us more about audiology and to give you useful information if you would like to study audiology. So make sure that you stay tuned up until the end of the video so that you do not miss out on any important information. Make sure you like this video and you share it with all your friends that might need to hear this information. Hi Natasha, how are you? Hi, I'm okay and how are you? I'm good, thanks. We actually matching today. Do you guys wear any other colored scrubs? Um, so basically when you're in second year, obviously the whole class has to wear the same color scrubs, oh, which is which is black for mm-hmm. everyone that's standard. But when we get to third year, then we're given like freedom of choice to choose any color. So you don't really have to match with your classmates. Oh, I see. Because like, mm. I think I always like see you guys with your student matching and I'm just like wondering what's going on with the black because we get to like, you know, wear multiple colors but I get it now. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast today and I know that people are literally going to love the information that you're about to give them and I know like our mutual (laughs) followers on TikTok as well they are probably so happy to see us Mm. together because I know I get (laughs) questions about you whether I know you in person and I think maybe you probably get questions as well whether you know me in Mm. person so probably they are actually so happy right now if you are a mutual follower please you know, show some love on the comments, okay? So um, today, I just want us to talk more about like audiology in a nutshell mm. for like a high school student who has no idea what audiology is. I mean, like when it comes to the health sciences faculty, medicine is like you know the well-known mm. thing. People don't know that there are other like careers that they can you know go into like audiology speech therapy and all of that stuff so today i just want us to focus like on your career that you are literally mm-hmm. undertaking right now for people who are in high school to actually get to know more about it and get to know how to actually qualify to study and what more opportunities they can get when they become an audiologist so i'll just like first want to ask you know the big question why mm. audiology for you first of all i just want to start by saying thank you for having me on your show yeah. i have been getting a lot of these questions <laughs> and finally i get to answer yes, them. so why audiology i always get that question a lot people always say why not medicine and mm. i'm like number one i felt like in high school when i was um so the subjects that i had one of the subjects i had was life sciences yeah. And I really fell in love with life sciences. And one of my favorite topics there under life sciences was when we did the central nervous system Mm -hmm. and we got to study the ear and the eye. And that was where I would like get most of my marks. So then I would go and Google because I knew that, okay, I need to 
get into a career that has to do with either the eye or the ear. Or the ear. Okay. So when I started doing my research, I saw that audiology popped up a lot when I used to search oh, about okay, the ear. And I was like, hmm, audiology, I've actually mm-hmm. never heard of that. And mm. I've never seen anyone saying that they study audiology. So I started looking it up. I started mm. looking where I could study audiology, what it is about, what I would do yeah. after I studied. And also the fact that it doesn't really take a lot of time to study audiology. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this could be the career of my choice. Oh, okay, that's actually mm. such a great story. You know, like a lot of people, I feel like they get inspiration from life sciences True. in order to get into medicine or, or any other like health sciences professional. And I think you just have like a similar story to like most people. And I think the most amazing thing about audiology is that you do not have to study medicine and then specialize Mm. and become an audiologist because it's not like you can take a a BSc in cardiology. You get what I'm saying? You Mm. have to do medicine and study all the things that you're not really interested in. Mm. So you mentioned something like it's not like a a lengthy degree. How long does it take like on average to complete? So um, undergraduate studies um, are a maximum of four years. Mm. So you study for four years of which you're first year is just like your theory you don't do any clinical work and then clinical work starts in second year mm-hmm. third year and fourth year yeah. and then you literally graduate after fourth year and then the fifth year that's when you do like community services okay. where you get placed into like either a government hospital or like a community center yeah. and you do like basically community service yeah. in that area for like one year and then oh, okay. you're an audiologist oh okay that's that's really great so i would like to know which subjects did you take like in grade 10 and what subjects exactly are the the most important or are the ones that are required for someone to be able to study audiology? So in audiology, we don't discriminate at all. Yeah. Um, Let me first start off with my subjects that I took. Um, I took English, home language. I had maths, life sciences, business studies, Mm -hmm. history, Oh, life sciences okay. and I think I'm forgetting something Life. what else am I forgetting but I know I did not take physics okay. um, basically at the time my subjects were mixed up because when I chose my subjects in grade 10 I really wasn't interested in going to university I actually wanted to go to a fashion school so hence oh, I had like a mix so that when I finally apply I can get to apply in different yes, areas okay, I see. Um, but like subjects that are specific to audiology that are required for UCT because mm-hmm. it differs with universities. So with UCT, when you um, apply to audiology, you either have to take English home language or English first additional. Yeah. And for those subjects, you need to have a minimum of 65%. Oh, 65. Mm. Okay. And then for maths and either maths lit. Mm-hmm. So if you take pure maths, you need to have a, a minimum of 60%. And for maths lit, it's 70%. Oh, so the maths lit is actually accepted. That That's is why I'm saying that we don't discriminate. <laughs> it's one thing that mm. I didn't know. Because people ask me, what career can I do? I have maths literacy. I know medicine doesn't accept maths literacy. And audiology never popped up in mm. my mind that they actually do accept um, people who have done maths literacy. So here you have it, guys. If you are looking for a career in health sciences and you have maths literacy, you can literally have audiology as one of your options. I just want to say yeah. to you guys that just because you got the minimum, the 60% or the 65 or the 70 minimum, it doesn't mean that you will get accepted because the competition is very tough. Just to add on, to give you guys like a bit of my story, 
is that I met these minimum requirements and even above, like with my grade 11 report, I always get the question that people asking me, my grade 11 report is terrible, will they accept me? Mm. It does have an impact on your application because I did meet the minimum requirements. I had like 70s on my report and maybe like 280s yeah. and UCT was just like, girl, you just have to wait a bit, your marks really? aren't good. So meeting the minimum requirements really doesn't guarantee you space. Like you have to push and also because with my degree, they only accept, they only have an intake of 30 people oh, out yeah. of the thousands and thousands of applications that they receive. So they only take 30 students. So you can just imagine how tough the competition is. Yeah, it is because like I was about to ask because mm. I've heard that your class is really small compared to us. We are like 200, 220, mm. to in a class. Do you have like any idea why they actually accept like less people? I actually haven't looked into that, hey? You don't know, mm. hey? Because I'm just thinking, like, 30 people, like, a year... It's very few. It's very few. And now the competition is probably, like, 10 times harder. It is. You and know? as we go up the years, the number just keeps on going down. It keeps on, it going, keeps on down. going down. Which means you mm. guys graduate, like, five people. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that with the class of 2022, only, like, about 19 people graduated. Really? So, mm, the numbers go down. Yo. Do people like transfer or do people just like like fail courses and then just remain behind? Obviously some like transfer because we do have, I don't know if I should refer to it as like our sister course, mm -hmm. which is speech therapy. It's a bit, we, it's not oh, really similar, okay. but we work together. Oh, I see. So sometimes you might decide because we do share courses with mm -hmm. them in first year. So sometimes people will be like, okay, I actually don't like audiology. Let me transfer to speech oh, or I others see. transfer to like outside faculties, mm -hmm. obviously, and things do happen. Sometimes okay. it happens that you repeat a course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, um, I'd just like to know, like, which universities in South Africa offer audiology? Currently, I only know five universities that offer audiology, mm -hmm. which is UCT, mm -hmm. WITS, yeah. University of Pretoria, and SMU and UKZN. But I just want to warn the people that want to apply that when you're going to um, come to audiology UCT, it is a Bachelor of Science, but when you go to VIT and UP, it falls under the humanities faculty. So when you graduate, it's a Bachelor of Arts, and I have no idea why. It's oh, like that. really? And at SMU, the audiology is combined with speech therapy. Yo, that's actually so, mm. so important because, I mean, people would think like, okay, audiology is just the same thing, no matter mm. where I do it. Because now I I think that it does affect your career and like your career path. I think yeah, so. Yeah, because so. if you have like a BSc and someone has a BA, mm. it's surely it's surely not like the same thing. That's if I what think I think about also. it. Mm. Um, so it's like so important for you guys to take this stuff into consideration and to actually like do your research before you you know apply to a certain career or apply to a certain university because they offer like different programs even if it's like the same degree. I applied to UCT, mm -hmm. VITS and UWC, but I obviously didn't apply for the same course every year, everywhere. So it was only at UCT where I applied for audiology because to me it was a bit questionable um, to have audiology under Bachelor of Arts at VITS. So hence I just left it out at VITS okay. and only applied at UCT. So for me it was a thing of I compared audiology in South Africa and I tried to also look it up um, like abroad, like people that study audiology abroad. And when I've, like the information that I found when looking at people abroad, mm -hmm. their degree was like a science-based degree. So when 
I came back to South Africa and I was like, okay, why are they offering it under Bachelor of Arts? Oh, to me, that was shit. just questionable. So yeah. that's why I went with UCT where it was under Bachelor of Health yeah. Sciences. Mm. Because I would assume so. Like, I mean, if you're going to be studying like speech therapy and audiology, mm. like in just like four years, and then at UCT, you have four years of speech therapy and then you have four years of audiology. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know whether do they get to study enough mm. or is there a degree like more hectic that they have to squeeze two degrees in once? Um, for me, so what I heard with, with one of my lecturers when mm. we were having a conversation, he said that because he's one of the top audiologists here in South Africa, he was saying that he goes around doing research at different universities yeah. that offer audiology. And what he found at those universities like SMU that combine speech therapy and audiology is that they not like people like for example I'm more interested in audiology so when I graduate the graduates tend to like lean on one thing and not do and not like handle both degrees mm, so mm. when they did that, that research they found that people actually like aren't um, being competent in that one area so they I heard that they're also working on scraping it out and actually having it as like two separate degrees yeah. So what our professor was telling us is that UCT is actually one of the first university universities in mm -hmm. South Africa to introduce new courses to audiology, like public health audiology, which we basically don't just look at audiology as being a clinician, but yeah. like outside and considering different scopes. Okay, so yeah, we actually have more courses that other universities don't, don't provide to oh, their okay. students that actually study audiology. Okay, so in your opinion, you'd say like UCT audiology. Is yeah, I definitely vouch for UCT go. audiology. <laughs> and I also, mean, I mean who doesn't want to live in Cape Town? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want you to take us back to the time when you were in grade 12 and mm. you now... Um, started applying I mean now you know that okay there are five universities that offer audiology and you start with your application process so I just want to know what exactly is required like your results do they want your grade 11 do you want your grade 12 term one what exactly is um, required. required okay so what they want when you apply is obviously your grade 11 term four results mm -hmm. and usually you apply around April so that's where you only have your grade 11 and grade 12 so the requirements for then when you apply is your grade 11 term 4 and mm -hmm. your grade 12 term 1 and those really do make they can make yeah. or break you besides you know the results grade 11 and grade 12 term 1 were you required to do anything else because I know other health and rehab degrees they want you to do community service and stuff like that. Is there anything like that for audiology? Okay, so in first year, you are required to do like, they're called elective hours. You can either do them before first year or when you get to UCT first year. Okay. So you can go do like your elective hours. I think it's like 30 hours that are needed mm -hmm. where you basically, you can either go to like a hospital with an audiologist or like a private practice. Mm -hmm. You approach the audiologist there, explain to them that you are applying to audiology or you are an audiology student and you'd like to basically like observe what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, so is, mm. is that information required when you apply or it's just flexible? You it's can do flexible. It okay, mm. so um, when it comes to NBT, are you required to, to write NBT if you're applying for audiology? Yes, you are. Okay. I know a lot of people miss NBTs, you know, they were like, they rejected me. I got mm. 90s in average and stuff like that, but they didn't write NBT. So NBT is literally important. If 
they are telling you that you have to write NBT as part of the requirements. Do not think that your metric results are going to save you. Even if you get 100% on mm. everything, there's still a proportion that is required from your NBT. Mm. What were the shocking factors, things that you expected, that you found, and things that you completely didn't expect when you get to first year? Okay, so when I got to first year, to be honest, I was shocked to find out that I now have to do physics as someone who did not take physics really? in you high school. Really? You also did physics? Mm, so, oh. I, yeah, everyone in first year takes physics, even though it's not a requirement when you apply, but just know that in first you year you do have it. to take physics. So I was very shocked, mm -hmm. to say the least. And also just because I thought that it would be like an extension of life sciences, yes. like you were saying. And also I was just met with other courses that I never expected, like your anatomies, your psychology. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I did really question if some courses are really related to what I'm doing. So yeah, those are some things I didn't expect. And also just like the biggest is failure. Like you mm, just mm. don't, especially if you like grew up being that A student, yeah, never yeah. missed prize givings in high school and primary school. It's very difficult to get to university and then you write your first test, boom, you come back with like a 40%. Like, yeah, yeah those are one yeah. of the difficult things that oh, I did not okay, expect. I see. Did you also do chemistry as well? No, it was just like the physics side, like the physics, the physics of sound. Side. Yeah. So I just want you to like tell us in like broad terms, what exactly do you get to study in audiology? Because... I mean, for someone who doesn't know audiology, they'll think you guys are just labeling the ear for four <laughs> years. <laughs> but then I assume it's a lot that you have to learn about the ear. So give us like in broad terms, what exactly do you get to study? Okay, so just to define what audiology is, I would like to define it as the science of hearing and balance. And yeah. someone that studies audiology is referred to an audiologist. So we specialize in that. So when you study audiology, when you first get to your first year, it's not just about we, me we immediately get to class and we study the ear. Like mm. there should be foundations before you actually know the ear itself. Mm. Like I was saying to you, the physics, like you need to know the physics of sound, oh, what I sound see. is, how sound travels. So okay. you need to know all those properties of sound and forces, you know, and, you know, the Newton's laws mm. type of thing. So okay. you need to have like the foundational yeah, knowledge and before you actually like get into the anatomy of the ear and the physiology mm, of the okay. ear so also we study languages like we do linguistics so you need to know your vowels your consonants oh, because that's very important like I it forms see. sound yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. so we sense. basically study like your first year is probably is like basically the dedicated basic. to like the basics oh, like your okay. physics yeah so do you get to study like more about the ear in like second year it's towards the end of first year, like your second semester, oh, so okay. your courses actually start to look like audiology in the beginning. Oh, it you might question be. <laughs> a few things and be like, am I really doing audiology? Yeah. But like, those courses are very important because they do come up in like your third year. Like a lot of first year courses definitely come up in your third year. Oh, okay. Mm. When exactly do you get um, to start being like a clinical student? When exactly do you start going to the hospital and being exposed to patients and stuff? So with the UCT audiology, we start working at the hospital in our second year. Mm -hmm. So first day, first day is just like building up your clinical skills, how to become a professional, and basically learning how to use a different equipment. Then in second year, that's when we're exposed to patients, different yeah. populations. We have your pediatrics, yeah. old people, yeah. 
And you guys don't have calls or anything like that. Hey? No. Yo, the luxury. I, I wish. Could never. <laughs> I wish. Oh I my could God. Never. Mm -mm. Because it's literally mm. so, so exhausting. I'm actually interested to know whether you guys get paid when you go to the hospitals to see <laughs> patients because the amount of work True. we put mm. for zero rands, it is pure slavery, guys. It is. I am, we are too young for this, honestly. I just mm. want to know if you guys at least get compensated for the work that you do. I mean, that's one of the frequently asked questions. People yeah. always ask me, do you get paid for yeah. working there? No, we do not get oh, paid for working man. at the hospitals. It's actually like a course, actually one of your courses. It's known as clinical audiology. Yeah. So it's actually for marks. So in order for you to graduate, yes, you might have gotten distinctions in all your mm. other courses, but... And that one specific course, if you don't need certain hours, oh, then according hours to the, well. you know, our regulatory board, the HPCSA, then yeah. if you don't meet like 400 hours by the end of fourth year, then you can't graduate. So you're basically working in order for you to graduate. We Imagine. don't get paid. That's mm. what I always say. You know, we actually pay to work. Have yeah. You, have you, yeah. We pay to work. That? Like mm. if you don't pay, you can't go to work. True. I think people will also follow you, want to know how do you actually balance being an audiology <laughs> student and actually living your best life? Because you are living your best life. I just want to mm. know as well. I mean, I'm asking for a friend. Mm. <laughs> How you actually do mm. it. Okay, so what I do is that my friends and I have this like thing where we hold each other accountable. Mm. We do like random video calls where we check up on each other. If you are not by your desk and you're not studying, then if it means that we're going out over the weekend, you are not coming. You are not, wow. <laughs> you are not coming with us. If you're not working during the week, then we are definitely oh, leaving you behind. So we always try to push as much as we can, even if it means like having days where we meet up on campus and study, study, mm. study, mm. like throughout the week that's what we do and then we make sure that weekends we try to have them to ourselves so that's how we try to balance things we hold each other accountable oh that's actually mm. great i mean i feel like having you know supportive friends mm. is such it's such a blessing you know it's not like an easy thing that anyone can have them if you have them i feel like it's such a good thing so let's talk about what happens now let's say you finished your four years of study which is going to be soon for you mm -hmm. and then um what happens after that after you graduate okay so after your graduation in fourth year in your fourth year you, there's what we call community service mm -hmm. so that's where your university basically in your fourth year you're given like um different options and then you apply to different hospitals okay so um, you get picked into one of the hospitals that you applied to to do your community service there for one year. Mm -hmm. So, so you do everything like everything audiology related. And yes, in your community service, you do get paid. But I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not that much because I mean, you're still like a junior. Oh, do you, do you somehow know how much like the range? I have from no what idea. The people that always tell me like my clinical supervisors, they just say it's not that much. Oh, that's all they say but yeah that's so subjective because like if, if it's 30k it's not that much if it's you know even doctors will tell mm. you you don't get paid that much after that one year comes serve if like there is a post at the hospital then they might they might just take you permanently but mm. if there's no post then obviously that's um for you to start looking for jobs if yeah. you want to come back and do your post grad 
then you can always come back and do postgraduate studies. Sure, that was actually such a very informative conversation. I did not know much about audiology before this conversation mm. and now I also feel like, you know, I've learned a lot as well. So I just want you to give, you know, people who are in high school or people who would like to study audiology just a piece of advice. So the first thing I'd like to start with is that the numbers do drop as we go up the years. So make sure that when you choose audiology, it's something that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's something that you really like. Don't choose audiology because I influenced you to do yeah, audiology. Yeah. Like make sure that um, it's something that you really want to do and something that you will stick by because it does get tough when you get here. Mm. It's not it's not always these vlogs that you see on TikTok <laughs> yes, or YouTube, yes, you know. Yes. Life does get real. So if you're studying something that you don't like, you're definitely going to have a hard time adjusting to university and dealing with all the challenges that you face. And also just like um, character-wise, personality-wise, you need to be someone that thinks very fast. You need to be like a very flexible person because, I mean, in clinical in a clinical environment, like patients don't always come in with the same concerns and stuff. So you have to be very flexible in a sense that while you're talking to the patient, you must already know what to do mm. and already know what diagnosis you might give the patient. So... Yeah, just some of those things. And like most importantly, your mental health does come first because if you're not mentally in check, then nothing is going to move forward. So yeah, that's just a piece of advice that I'd like to give Thank you you so much. I think that was brilliant advice and I hope you guys are going to take it. Thank you so much, Natasha, for having this conversation with me. I hope a lot of people actually learned a lot today and they are going to go and do their research about audiology, especially those who didn't know about it and those who wanted to study audiology from the beginning. They are now more inspired. Um, Thank you for having me on your show. And if any of you guys do have any messages, then you can just like get in contact with me. If you feel like you still have more questions, then I can help you. Mm. Definitely. So we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comment down below. I'll also attach Natasha's details so that you can slide in her DMs and ask her more about her career. And comment if you have any health sciences student or health sciences professional that you have in mind that you want me to invite and have a conversation with. And most importantly, if you are a health sciences student or a healthcare professional and you would like to come and have a conversation with me, please write me an email on becomingdrandy at gmail.com and we will definitely make it happen. Please don't forget to like this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel and share the video. I'll see you again on another episode. Bye. Thank you.